Off the rails Thursday. Uh, it is party time. Let's get into it. Welcome to the studio 22, the Chad Prather Show. We are back. Of course, uh, my favorite person, Kayla, Super Chris Cruz. Let's love Brandon, everybody. It's like a youth group over there uh, at the helm, driving us into the nether regions of all things insanity. Uh, without further ado, in the hot seat, Stuber Gear is here, host of Stew Does America. The last time I saw you, there were three of you. <laughs> I was- <laughs> We uh, we swore off alcohol. Yeah. After that deal, I don't remember much about that night. I, I had several people tell me I did things on the Power Hour <laughs> that I did not remember at all. I like, will... remember when you hug Alex Stein? I'm like, what? I hugged Alex Stein <laughs> on did. television. I did. It apparently. was a strong embrace. It was. I I must have liked it. I I I that Power Hour because you've done what four of those now? Yeah, I think. four of them. So. That was the most responses I've gotten from viewers ever on that one. Yeah, that was the biggest one we've had. That was wild. I, that was the drunkest I've been after one. Yeah. <laughs> because we started early. There yeah. was a lot going on. Chad shows up with a with a giant bottle of tequila. I was on a mission. It was uh you and you did you succeeded yeah. in that mission. Yeah. Uh you if if it was breaking and down an organ, <laughs> I believe you succeeded. On I that was one. uh sort of trying the only thing that was keeping me somewhat uh saying that night was i was waiting for at any time alex stein's intestines to erupt oh, from drinking all of that hot sauce Ugh. so that was ugly uh he you know for the he was the only one sober up there and he yeah. he didn't seem he's, like no it. he's still he's still <laughs> off the he's crazy by the way on this note i want to thank you because you've been on all four of these yeah and i want to i want to make sure that i clear the calendar and i'm always there you're always there okay i, I want to be a staple because i've told him i'm like i don't know i mean chad's been to all of them and he doesn't yeah. i don't know i don't want to keep bugging I, him listen if if i don't get invited i understand there's a lot of people out there that can be gone there making fools of themselves <laughs> but i enjoy a perfectly good excuse to go get drunk look we totally want you there, yeah. there so you there's no problem with the invites they'll be coming and i want I want to thank you for them by the way we've got oh, a little a gift here it's for like you. a suitcase nuke yes. you brought what, it, what is this it is um it is Dear a God. special i think you said you gave up alcohol so this is not going to be the right gift for you oh no i, I uh, that's that's just a euphemism oh, okay yeah um now i this i think will be let me see if i can open it the right way this looks like you're about to take one of jeff dunham's puppets out or yeah. something <laughs> all right i'm gonna hold this here we go oh, open it up oh my god it is a three-tier tower oh, of tequila. Open this thing. Can you see? I don't know here, if you I can. If you're on, yeah, there you can go. Let's see if we can lay it back. Wow. 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 It's the weirdest sex toy I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Look at this. You could do some damage with that thing. A lot of damage. So you got the Blanco. You got the Reposado. You got the Anejo in there. All of them. And it's got its own little... Spigot, yeah, that's what we call it in the South. I noticed too that it's got like a refill thing on the back, so once Holy. it gets a little low, you can kind of fill it back up. I, I'm just curious. Like, I'm gonna put the glass under one of these here. Yeah. I just want to see if it'll work. It, okay, you probably have to. I think there's. Oh wait, oh wait, look, wait a little bit, a little bit. Oh, oh that's it. That's you gotta right. let it breathe. You gotta let. So take that little cork yeah. off of it. That's the key, oh, Stu. Yeah, that's the key. So, oh, oh, wait, maybe, maybe, nope, angle it. Nope, we're still not getting okay. anything. We're not smart we're not enough. Scientists here. No. Uh, it's a, it's it's like it looks like a beaker, but we're Here's not scientists. Here's what I think has to happen. You have to pour it from this angle. Okay. Oh shit. There you go. I mean, it's got a yeah. tap. I would think it does come out that, somehow. That, the other it side. comes out of the top. You Wait, need any of this? Do you need that? any of this? No. Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> oh, there's a little. It looks. 
I think those are fake. Okay. I think those are just for show. Okay, well, whatever. That's a complicated... Uh, they said it was a good brand. I don't know much about tequila, yeah. but hopefully you, you enjoy it. you got a glass over there. If you want to pour a little bit... Because you, you still have to do things today. Yeah, that's true. Um, that's a good point. I only have to drive home. <laughs> it's no big deal. Uh, all right. Mm, it's a little, well, little, little bit light. Stu's I mean. Power Hour. Yeah. Make sure you're catching all the episodes of Stu Does America. Cheers. Cheers. Ooh, here we go. Mm -hmm. Let's try this. Ooh. Somehow I think your wife had a hand in that. In that? The, yeah. That somebody, she, I mean, she buys like $6 bottles of wine. That's <laughs> yeah. what she does. So that she had no that hand in that. That is impressive. It's a cool little thing, too. It's like really a cool, cool set piece, I feel like. Yeah. I, I don't know. It's a cool design. And uh, I I know you like the Reposado. So I wanted to make sure uh, yeah, we at I least do, had yeah. that in I, there. I'm but. A, that's not bad tequila either. Yeah, that's it's supposed to be good. good. Uh, yeah. They said it was some, because uh, I, I, I showed them the bottle you brought on Power Hour. And I oh. said, he likes this one. Give me something that should be like. Thank you for that. That's awesome. That's a great gift. And, um, now, see, I told you a while back, I said the best way to get other hosts to talk about your show con just constantly mm -hmm. is bring them a bottle, and every time they pour something on their set, they're going to say, oh, yeah, Stu brought this. You know, and they got a bunch of Stu does Did I mention it's refillable? I mean, I'll come and back in. Keep I, on doing I'll it. get a funnel. I'll keep <laughs> popping it up. We'll get nonstop promotion for years out of this thing. <laughs> All right. I love it. Uh, tequila's the way to my heart. Um, real quick take. You're, not, you're here to talk about something else, but first, the Mar-a-Lago thing. I'm calling uh -huh. it A8. If they have J6, we have AA. Yeah. All right. So so your quick take on the whole thing. I mean, it feels like we've really crossed the line. Yeah. You know, I, I, I think uh, we all know that this, the elites in this country are absolutely with 100% certitude uh, dedicated to taking out Donald Trump in one yeah. way or the other. They're, they're doing it. They've got 10 different investigations going on at all times. But still... With all of that being said, this feels like we've crossed the Rubicon on this. Yeah. I, I don't know how you walk back from this. How do you get... I mean, if Donald Trump runs for president, which I think this all, all but guarantees it, and he wins, which, you know, the way that Joe Biden is performing, there's a good chance of that. Sure. If that happens, you're telling me he's not going to... to open up the floodgates on all sorts of different uses of power like this? He will. And who's going to blame him? They're, yeah. they're, they're coming into his home. They're going through Melania's underwear drawer. Yeah. You know, I mean, and I they just, did. That's not being facetious. Yeah. They went through their clothing. Yeah, went through her clothing. So I, it just feels like we've crossed a line. And, you know, I'm not surprised that Donald Trump is the one that brought that on from the left. I, I want to get to a place where this sort of crap doesn't happen. But I mean, I don't know how how you can survive as yeah. a conservative or a Republican in this country without uh, taking this seriously and realizing that these are not normal times anymore. Yeah. Well, and you mentioned, of course, Joe Biden. His he's, he's out there shaking hands with an invisible man somewhere. Uh, that was weird. I, it's very weird. Um, the guy. I mean, I, I. You laugh, but you're sad. I mean, you see the guy get off of Marine One, and he's putting on his jacket. He can't find it, and Jill's got to come help him get dressed. The whole thing's crazy. Um, and then they want to tell you there's no inflation. They want to tell you that just don't look at this stuff. They've redefined what recession is. They've redefined everything. Um, but we're not in a recession, according to them. The job market and the growth is, boom, through the roof, unparalleled. They're celebrating the fact that gas has dropped, you know, down to, what, $4.5 a gallon? Mm -hmm. <laughs> you shared some stuff. There's uh, on, on, on Glenn's show yesterday, and I encourage everybody to go get that, listen to it, watch it. Um, I wanted to get that clip, and then I said, well, if we can get the real stew, <laughs> let's get the real stew in here. Uh, you look at um, beef prices. Beef prices expected to jump higher amid soaring inflation. They're blaming drought, 
feed costs, uh, mounting production expenses, farmers reportedly downsizing their herds. So even beef, they already want us eating bugs anyway. Um, beef is not a big deal on your menu as a vegetarian. <laughs> I get that. But by and large, a lot of people, it's going to affect economies. Sure Say, for instance, right here in Texas, um, the up in Decatur, Texas, the exchange at the livestock market up there saw a 50% increase in beef prices from 1,500 head normally received in the number of cattle taken to auction. So it's a bad deal. What's what's your take on this whole inflation thing? Well, there's a couple different scams that Biden is pulling at the same time to try to, I mean, he really did come out and say, zero percent inflation we had no inflation last month <laughs> he so, said that i mean it's incredible that you'd even try this right yeah. the, the the opinion of his own voters it's got to be so low he, he must think they're the dumbest people in the world and he <laughs> may be right on that um but so you have a two couple different scams one is this number we've been talking about for a while 9.1 percent inflation was the, the, the latest number and it yeah. was updated the other day to 8.5 percent um, that is the uh, the annual number, the annual headline CPI is called. Now, that's what everyone talks about. Everyone in the media talks about it. That's the number we've all been discussing all of this time. So what Biden does is he comes out and does a press conference and every, you know, there's some people saying that he's lying and it's, it's not exactly lying. It's right. mostly lying, but right. it's not exactly lying. It's completely disingenuous. But what he's doing is instead of taking the annual number, he's taking the monthly number. So month-to-month inflation. And instead of taking the uh, headline CPI, he's taking the core CPI. The core CPI is basically uh, a number, the, the inflation minus the stuff you were just talking about, minus food, minus energy, things that really hit people. There's a reason to look at the core CPI if you are an economist, if you're an mm-hmm. academic. There's, there's some interesting parts of that. But it's not how inflation hits people at all. So they feel the food. They feel the energy maybe more than anything else. They feel things like rent and housing and all of that. But that stuff hits you really hard because you're at the grocery store. You're at the gas pump every week. Mm -hmm. So he goes with the core CPI, which was lower. It was 5.9% instead of the 8.5. Sounds a little bit better. But then you take the month to month instead of the year to year. So... The month-to-month number is always small. In the past decade plus, it has never been above 1%, ever. Even through all of this inflation, it's never been above 1% one time. It was supposed to be 0.2%, and instead it was 0.0% for that particular month. But no one cares about that. He knows no one cares about it. He knows no one's thinking about that. The important thing to look at, of course, is how this is uh, affecting people over time. And the way to show how this works is... If you had something that you bought for $100, this is back in July 2020. In July 2021, that same exact thing would be Mm $105.40. What this report says is that this time in July 2022, it would be $114.36. That's their definition of zero inflation. Something that before he got into office, cost 100 bucks. Now it costs 114 dollars plus. That's a massive change for an yeah. everyday family, and they do this because they know, you know, they're trying to just, you know, fool people into spinning their way out of these problems. But as you note, when you're going to a grocery store and your your grocery bill is 15, 20, 30, 40 percent higher, you can't spin your way out of that. Right. There is no amount of Corinne Jean-Pierre that solves that problem for you. <laughs> Not even Jen Psaki could pull that one yeah. off. And so they're trying to uh, get people to understand that 0.0% is no big problem at all, when in reality, they know it is. And a big part of this problem is, 
and I've been complaining about this for weeks on my show, because <laughs> I'm, I'm so annoyed at this particular part of it, is that when you have a, a huge amount of inflation, the prices go up and they measure year to year. So when these new prices come out, eventually that headline number is going to come down a little bit. It went from 9.1 to 8.5 this time. The reason that happens is because we now are pricing that as an increase over an already inflated number. So mm. you are now getting a situation where these are going to start compounding on top of each other. Each increase, you might say 8.5 is less than 9.1, and of course that's true, but it's 8.5% of a bigger number, which makes it worse on everybody. Yeah. And so this stuff will continue to hit us, even though that number will start to come down. And the worst part about this is we are going to have to sit through months of them bragging about your wallet being sexually assaulted. Yeah. And it's going to be really frustrating yeah, to deal and, with. And heavily, I like, with zero lube. <laughs> um, when I'm listed to Stu spout this stuff off, I mm -hmm. think my, my brain starts turning and I go, the capitalist in me says you know what we should have we should have like a a celebrity fan cruise where you go out and you sit at night you know like o over a drink with the piano music in the back the candlelight and you just start spitting off these numbers to people you know over cocktails out there on stage and we just get a bunch of people sign up kind of like kind of like glenn talking about stuff that happened in greece yeah you know when he when him and david barton go over there but no mm -hmm. we'll just talk numbers i like that i'll just i'll have a a powerpoint i'll bring out <laughs> spreadsheets we'll hand out uh databases stuff. yeah it's exciting stuff. I mean, it's a bit nerdy, but it's like I feel like it's important to to break down their it tricks. Is. You know, they because they are trying to get this over on people, and people are going to work. They're doing yeah. their jobs. They see the news. They think they're. I mean, the way this country is set up is we're supposed to have a media that tells the truth. So that people that go to work every day don't have to figure out all the spreadsheets Nobody on their own. Nobody should have to do the equations you just gave. Exactly. Me. No one should have to do that. And yeah. believe me, I, people have told me that before in my personal life. <laughs> you shouldn't have to do what you're doing. But the bottom line is you have to have places like The Blaze yeah. where you'll have people who will come out and look at this stuff because they are constantly lying to you. And every person in the in the you know economic financial media, they all know what he's doing. Yeah. But they're still reporting they're it still reporting without it. the questions because they want the result that Joe biden wants and i don't want that result i don't want him in office i don't want democrats ruling our lives that's not what i want so i think the truth is kind of important yeah i want to be able to fill my truck up for less than a hundred dollars a tank good right? luck with that and they're it bragging about it yeah. they're bragging about they're saying hey we we have turned this economy around from the worst gas prices of all time to the second worst gas prices of all time <laughs> how is this an argument <laughs> celebrating is what what did Corrigion Pierre says she said they because they came down in an unprecedented fashion yeah they went up in an unprecedented <laughs> right. fashion and they're still much higher they're than when still, you took off it's almost two dollars higher yeah bugging three quarters higher I mean so anyway all right Stu thanks for dropping in thanks for the tequila um listen and for those of you who didn't understand what he said <laughs> rewind it retweet what he tweeted because he put it in a tweet it he was easier it, in a tweet he put it right there mm -hmm. go out there and do it because the re-reads are out there with their bad logic and you need to bust them in the mouth with this stuff okay so <clears throat> keep doing the math Stu. that's that's what we like do tequila and math tequila plus math I'll, yeah equals fun hey folks i know that you're concerned about what's going on in the world we're headed into 
a very uncertain future. I want you to be prepared. Lots of bad circumstances converging all at once. I don't want you to be a victim, so go to preparewithchad.com. Get a special deal. Going to save you $150 off a three-month emergency food kit from our friends over at My Patriot Supply. It's going to contain a wide variety of very delicious meals, and it's going to last you three solid months per person. Plus, these meals provide over 2,000 calories a day, so it'll be what you need in a time of crisis. Uh, My Patriot Supply food kit is something every American family should have, and you're going to wish you had it when the bad stuff hits the fan and it is coming go to preparewithchad.com claim the 150 dollars savings per kit it's going to ship fast it's going to be free uh with the shipping and it's going to arrive in discreet unmarked boxes for your privacy go to preparewithchad.com preparewithchad.com we'll be right back All right, we're not total morons, okay? I mean, Stu can come on here and spout off those numbers, but we can't figure out how that, uh, that cylinder of tequila works. <laughs> we figured it out during the break. Yes, those little faucets, the little spigots on the thing. Give us a wide angle there, Kayla. They, they actually do work. We, were just, we had unplugged the wrong way. You can't see it. Pull it back. I'll pull it back over here. We had unplugged the wrong cork and... Uh, trying the wrong thing so but we figured it out those actually do work i've seen one of those i saw one on the way back uh when i was coming out of mexico the other day i saw one of those type in uh bottles in in duty free at the airport and i thought i wonder if those work look at Stu. Stu and i are on the same wavelength until it starts coming to economic statistics he's got me beat right there but I want, yeah. But I want to remind you guys. This is what I told you yesterday, because I know some of you heard that or you were watching it and you glazed over. When the episode's over, go back and watch it again. Okay, this is the stuff I talked about yesterday. You've got to think, and we've dumbed ourselves down so much. If it doesn't happen in a fifteen sec- second soundbite, uh, we're willing to hear this pablum and this crap that's just being spouted off to us in such a way that we're not, we're not listening to it anymore. Uh, we just glaze over. We don't hear it. We've got to be able to think about this stuff. And so I'm thankful for voices like Stu who are willing to break it down for us and, and give us those equations in, in, those, in just the bite-sized chunks. They really are. But, um, no, you know, nobody's calling that out. I mean, whenever Joe Biden gets up there and says that there's zero inflation uh, for the month or whenever, somebody in the media ought to be calling that out. Somebody, I mean, every one of these mainstream media networks has their financial person, right, that gets on there and talks about the investments and the stocks and all this kind of stuff. Somebody ought to be smart enough to say, no, that's not exactly how that works and be able to call that stuff out. But they're not going to do it because, like Stu said, they want to make sure that you're swallowing it hook, line, and sinker, and you're believing it because, again, it's an ideology on the line. It's a narrative on the line. It's an administration on the line. And, uh, hey, fact checkers say he's right, but they don't tell you the details on, on why he's right because you still feel it. You, you still feel it when you, you know, try to get something to eat, you go to the grocery store, or you put fuel in the tank, you know, or when you're buying, you know, the back-to-school clothes for your kids – and suddenly, you know, last year's $200 bill is now $225, $235. It, it's, it makes a big difference. When we talked about last week on the show, or, or you know, when it said, look, 60% of Americans are living paycheck to paycheck right now. They're dipping into their savings. 
and it's it's hard hit. It's hard, hard hit. And I know, look, as a small business owner myself, I feel the pain. I, I, I know what it's like, one, trying to do business and deal in business, but I also deal with the consumer. I deal with the customers who are out there who, who are just saying, we just don't have it. We just don't have it. You know, we go out, we do live shows. We try to get people to come to others. We try to keep those ticket prices low. And people say, we just can't afford to do it. Can't afford the gas to get there. Uh, you know, we, we can't afford a night out. It's tough. It's tough for everybody. Uh, look, I just had to, I told you guys, I had to buy a car for my daughter. You know, my daughter, she, she, she wrecked her car. We bought a Ford something. Uh, I don't even know, but we, we bought the thing. And um, shout out to my friends over, at, uh, over in Vidalia, Georgia, Paul Thigpen that has uh, Thigpen Chevrolet and Thigpen Ford um, over there. It, listen, I, I think I've bought like five automobiles over the years from Paul Thigpen and his group over there. Great folks over there. And they're awesome because I, I see what I want. They send me the recommendation. I buy it, and they put it on a truck, and they ship it where it needs to go. It's, what, it's awesome. I mean, it's convenient. It's convenient. So, I mean, that's when I got kids that, you know, they're off at college or whatever they're doing, and, and something comes up like the situation with my daughter. And my, my daughter, I just want to help her. I just want to help her do it. So it's good to be connected to good people. So shout out to my boy Paul Thigpen. But, you know, it's expensive. I mean, you still, you know, he's not – He's not cutting things in half to give me some kind of deal or whatever. I'm paying what he's asking for it, but it's the convenience of how we do it. He does it, and I'm looking at it. I mean, prices are through the roof on everything we do. I love this whole story. I love this whole story about Greg Abbott bussing these uh, illegal migrants to D.C. and now New York City. Not because he's bussing illegals further into the interior of the country. I don't like that. That, I don't think, is a great solution. But I will at least, the, the dark humor in me will at least give Greg Abbott the tip of the cap and say, you were creative in putting it on their doorstep, literally on their doorstep. Eric Adams is losing his freaking mind. Um, he is uh, contemplating a solution on how he wants to react to that. Do you have that clip, Kayla? Play it for me. I already called all of my friends in uh, Texas and told them how to cast their vote. And uh, I am deeply contemplating taking a busload of New Yorkers uh, to go to Texas and do some good old fashioned door knocking uh, because we we have to for the good of America, we have to get him out of office. So. All right. So that's so that's that's the mayor of New York going to do some good old fashioned door knocking. Uh, going to put, you know, some New Yorkers on a bus to Texas and we're going to go down there. Um, well, let me tell you something, Eric. You're going to find that it ain't going to be as easy as you think. Uh, we're pretty dyed in the wool down here in terms of how we feel about Robert Francis O'Rourke. Uh, so if you think you're going to come down here and campaign for uh, Dork O'Rourke, then you got another thing coming. Um this is going to be quite a fight. We got an uphill battle. We do, and and I'm certainly pulling for Greg Abbott, who uh, who needs to beat O'Rourke. Um, but it's going to be an uphill battle. But look, you said you wanted him. You wanted to be a sanctuary city, right? So there you go. There you go. You want to be a sanctuary city? Here you go. They they wanted to go to New York. 
um, they're signing a waiver. They're signing a release saying this is where we want to go. We're we're happy to go to New York City, and we're you know again taxpayer funded. We're you know paying for a trip to New York. I don't like that. I don't like them being bussed further into the interior of the United States. I, I'd much rather them be bussed back to Juarez. But uh, and and then hey, and then come in legally. Come in legally. Don't I always have to put that disclaimer out there because the Riri's will lose their mind. Um, yeah, so I, I love the reaction that, that we're getting. Um, ah, so many things, so many things. I, I don't want to go back to the Mar-a-Lago thing because I'm going to talk about that tomorrow. Uh, and in the, um, in our overtime, I've asked Jason Buttrell to come sit with me and hang out and I always value his insight. So you want to make sure that you do not miss, uh, overtime. And a lot of you are asking, so if you subscribe to The Blaze, blazetv.com slash Chad, if you sign up, a lot of people are looking for the, the show overtime. No, go to the Chad Prather Show, hit the Chad Prather Show, and in the library of episodes, you will see overtime. All right? So make sure you're watching it. Check it out. I'm going to show you my angle of why I believe this, this Mar-a-Lago raid was such a strategic hit. And it's a little bit different angle from what a lot of the folks out there are saying. So I want you to check it out and see. Um, and um, what's that? Yeah, I said that. Jason's going Jason's gonna to be here. And, uh, I, again, always, uh, always value his, uh, his uh, input and insight on that. Hillary Clinton, I don't know if you saw this two days ago, but she's selling uh, <laughs> merch. That's, that's what it's come to with the Clinton family. Uh, they're like me. Everybody's getting in on this merch game. So um, Hillary Clinton, she's trolling Donald Trump and his supporters after this raid. So that means she had the, the hats made, I guess. I don't know. They, or they photoshopped it. It's got to be photoshopped. Um, you know how I know it's photoshopped? Because. Well, one, she's wearing a hat. Two, this is how she looks as of last week. Let's go back to photo 24. <laughs> this is how she looked yeah. last week. Yeah, sister friend. That is not her. Lady pantsuit has gone from the muumuu to the to the you know to the silky blouses. Yeah, something to hide the colostomy bag. Uh, but her hats say but her emails and they just try so hard so uncreatively to do this and chad doesn't that show that they're they laughing in our care? face like they're laughing at us saying Haha, look at me i erased my emails but we're gonna go after donald trump <laughs> yeah yeah that you know you know no you're shame. guilty but you know what you're above the law so if you say oh well it's justice for everybody well it's not for the clinton family no. not for the clinton family not at all Ed, stop coming at me saying, oh, there's no corruption in the FBI. Well, I think Jason and I are going to deal with that, too. Uh, we're we're going we're gonna to take you down a little primrose path of, of some of the history of the FBI. Oh, hey, folks, take your summer adventures to the next level with Bespoke Post. I had an unexpected box pop in the other day from Bespoke Post because I'm a member. I sign up, I pay, I get the Box of Awesome collection, but I'll go in and I'll look at some of the other items that they offer. And I'm a knife guy, I'm a blade guy, and they always have really cool culinary knives, but also just some really cool stuff. So this popped in right here. It comes with a little sharpening. Uh, 
But let's see if I can get it out of that. It's a cool little case, leather case. But look at this. This is a beautiful knife. Get over here where you can see it. And I mean, that's Damascus steel right there. It's got a beautiful design on it. Just incredible blade. Little, uh, little two and a half inch blade. I love that. That's a handy knife right there. But it's pretty. I like pretty blades. I think they're really cool. So uh, check them out. They got all kind of cool stuff. And they're always emerging brands. So, you know, like if it's a small American-made company that's out there, uh, they're able to put their stuff and get more promotion out of there. So you learn about these folks out there that are small businesses that are creating great American-made products. And whatever you want, season to season, Box of Awesome's got you covered. They got the camping gear, beach stuff, travel stuff, just cool bags, all this kind of stuff. Just stuff that you didn't even know you need, but you get it and you're like, damn, I love this. This is Pretty dadgum awesome. So that's one of those Thai Burma knives right there that's, uh, you know, stamped and finished and ground by hand. It's handmade stuff, folks. It's really cool. So go to boxofawesome.com. Take the quiz. They're, your answer is going to help them pick the boxes need to come to you. And uh, you're going to pay a fraction of the price for what's in that box. It's going to be really, really cool. And you, it's a surprise every single month. You could skip a month. You could cancel any time. Uh, get 20% off your first monthly box when you sign up at boxofawesome.com. Use code WATCHCHAD. Check them out. Boxofawesome.com. Go take the quiz. We'll be right back. Welcome back. Eloquent Wax Me. Wax on, wax off. Ladies and gentlemen, the news that Los Angeles continues to re-up its membership in the elite club of shithole Democrat-run cities and manages to stay near the top of the pack should be no news whatsoever. We just expect it at this point. Um, you know, it's just going to happen, folks. Uh, when you collectively slake your thirst in the tyrannical fount from which most bad ideas flow, it's no wonder. But every once in a while, every once in a while, they like to step their game up a notch and do something truly, truly out of sight and outlandish. Last Friday, the Los Angeles City Council unanimously, unanimously, that means everybody did it and agreed to it. They added a proposal to the March 2024 ballot, which would require hotels to provide shelter to homeless people. <laughs> The way it works is that every day by 2 o'clock in the afternoon, each and every hotel has to report to the, Los, to the Los Angeles Housing Department and tell them how many rooms are vacant, at which time the department would pay them a certain rate for every room they, quote, rent and put a homeless person in it. Now, during COVID, there was a voluntary version of this under something called Project Room Key, but now the city council has determined that it's time to try to make it mandatory. And guess what? Uh, when that was going on, the hotels had access to what was called, quote, wraparound services, which provided meals and mental health checks and things like that, so that the chances of some hobo going apeshit on a family visiting from Detroit were, I don't know, slightly less. No such wraparound service is existing now, though, so the hotels would be on their own dealing with this crap. Wraparound. Hell, the city council won't even give them a reach around. Now, understandably, I've got a number of problems with this. I understand you want to err on the side of compassion, and you could argue that this is a state and even local issue, something to be handled within the borders of California, to be laughed about by the rest of us in the country who see it for the idiotic move that it is. After all, most of us realize that this isn't how you deal with the homeless situation. But for these folks, these postmodernist neo-Marxist types, compassion isn't reaching down and giving someone 
want a hand up. It's stepping down and bringing everyone to the same level as the person who needed the hand up. And once everyone has stepped down to the same level, we can all share in the misery, you know, until the dictators rise to the top of the heap the same way it always happens. So I get it if your take on this is let California be California. It'll serve as a warning to other states of what not to do. But it seems to me that this rises above that to the level of being a federal issue by dint of the fact that this proposal pretty clearly abrogates the right of association. Folks, if I put up a sign on my store that says no shoes, no shirt, no service, well, I'm allowed to maintain that policy. If I own a hotel, I'm allowed to rent rooms out to whom I choose and to refuse whom I choose. Now, it could be dicey territory on the civil rights front, but we've come nowhere near this level of state and local government control on most things, and we shouldn't let it happen now. Now, if you're living in Los Angeles, and for whatever reason, you can't get the hell out of there as fast as your little legs will carry you, please get involved in your local politics and work to change some of this stuff. Look, compassion is wonderful. It is. I, I believe that. And if you're the type who's willing to risk running your business into the ground so you can help out homeless people, then God bless you. And power to you. But when you turn that decision over to the government, well, I'm sorry. And uh, you've opened Pandora's box and something a lot worse than a smelly bum is about to stumble out. I, look, I'd love to say it's a great idea. You know, you want to get people off the street and all that kind of stuff. But I'm sorry. That's just not reality. That's just not reality. Um, not how it works at all. So you're going to have a very, very big problem with this. And those of you out there that are sitting there with your, with your caustic glances and your wide-eyed re-re-protest to what I'm saying, again, you're free to open your home every night. You know, if, if you got an extra bedroom, then you open up your home to the homeless and let them come in there. But if I am a business owner and, and my business is a hotel and hospitality, I can refuse the service to whoever I want. And again, I, I don't know who's coming in there. If the state tells me that somebody, you know, that is, is all hopped up on bath salts has got to stay in room 213, you know, with the, with the girls, with the sorority that's in town, you know, across the hall, I got a little bit of a problem with some of the scenarios that could go down. Um, but again, it's, it's you can't, you, you, you got to wait till the horror story is fully fleshed out and happens before anybody does anything about all this stuff. Uh, this is a perfect example of having your compassionate eyes way bigger than your realistic stomach. All right? And that, my friends, is what gets us in trouble every damn time. And then we scratch our heads going, well, I wonder what happened. Well, what happened is you think people are good and they're not. You think people are, are, are just going to be law-abiding citizens that are going to come in there and just be thankful that you gave them you know a hot and a cot you know a, a microwave jug of ramen noodles and <laughs> a bed to sleep in and it's just not going to happen that way this 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 is you know it's kind of like saying oh you know what that that biological male now identifies as a woman so we're going to put him in a women's penitentiary and then you scratch your head trying to figure out why the hell three or four inmates have gotten pregnant Right, because oh, I, well, I thought they identified as a woman. Well, they did until their dick got hard. That's always a problem. Um, so you start doing this kind of stuff with hotels and, and and start cramming it down the throats of business owners, and we got we got a weird kind of tyranny going on in the name of compassion. 
It's the same thing that goes with these open border policies. You know, Joe Biden, you know, you think everybody, again, Donald Trump said, well, you know, MS-13 gang, you got rapists, you got murderers in there. Oh, he's saying migrants are rapists and murderers. No, he didn't. It's not what he said. Um, you, you think everybody's supposed to just be all these compassionate migrants, these refugees who are trying to get away from horrible governments and places where they want a better life in the land of opportunity called America. But then they get up here and they've got, oh, well, the cartels have people's panties up, you know, girls' panties up in a rape tree because they've had to pay off their debt to the coyotes and to the cartels with forced sex. Oh, but I thought people were good. I thought these were, you know, no, no, no. People are going to exploit people. They are, and they're going to exploit the opportunities that they got. That's not how, it, you listen, you don't solve poverty by throwing money at it. You don't solve homeless by giving away people's hotel rooms. I'm positive. Okay. History has proven it over and over and over again. Uh, the Biden administration, by the way, has moved in the remain in Mexico policy after Supreme Court approval. Um, yeah, yeah, boy, I'm excited about all of this stuff. Um, yep, they said, uh, the Supreme Court said that the Biden administration had the legal authority to terminate the program. President Joe Biden, uh, had campaigned against migrant protection protocols in 2020, arguing it was inhumane, inhumane. Like other Trump immigration policies, he has repealed. It's working so well, Joe. It's working so well. It's a nightmare. That's what it is. So um, we'll see how this thing carries out. Apparently, Governor Greg Abbott's going to keep filling buses and send them to Washington, D.C. and into the Beltway, as well as Manhattan. So, Eric Adams, I guess we'll be expecting your campaigners coming down here at any time. And quite honestly, you know, with that whole thing, Eric Adams, I just don't think he's going to get many people on the bus to come down here and door knock. I just don't think it's going to happen. I don't think it's going to happen. I don't think anybody's going to volunteer to come down to Texas. Plus, come on, it's 113 degrees outside on the asphalt. So when you're walking through the neighborhoods campaigning for O'Rourke, I think it's going to take you about 13 minutes before you decide that this shit ain't worth it. Oh, uh, man. Uh, we talked with Stu about the inflation. The CPI is another 40-year high recession. They can redefine it, but it's real. If all your money is in the market or tied to the U.S. dollar, you're messing with fire, folks. It's critical for you to take a hard look at diversifying your savings into gold and silver. Hang on a second while I take a sip of that gold tequila. I want you to text C-H-A-D, CHAD, text CHAD to 989898. Get a free information kit on how to diversify and protect your savings with precious metals. That's right, folks. An A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau, Birch Gold has countless five-star reviews, thousands of satisfied customers. Gold is the right investment to make right now. Text CHAD to 989898. Get real help from Birch Gold today. Text, 98 to, text CHAD to 989898. Claim your free, I said it, free, no obligation information kit on how you can protect your hard-earned savings with gold. Chad, to 989898, and we'll be right back. I'm just over here am amazed what, looking at this, uh, the craftsmanship on this blade... Hey, listen, dude. 
This is I'm a knife guy. I I have a lot of knives. I don't know why. I just I like them. I like them. I, it just my father gave me my first buck knife when I was a kid. Yeah, and uh, somebody stole that knife actually. When I was a Boy Scout, they stole it on a camping trip. You know why? Because what I said earlier. Even the Boy Scouts, they're not good. People aren't good. They steal your stuff. They steal your stuff. Can you imagine, though, um, you know, every time, and I live in hotels. I'm always in a hotel. Uh, again, see me in Concan, Texas, Friday night. That's tomorrow night. And then uh, in San Angelo, Saturday night, come see us. Um, I live in hotels, and, you know, they always make me put the deposits down for something that could go wrong. And I always make jokes. I say, yeah, you better keep that deposit because we're going to tear that room up and going to throw a party. Can you imagine putting homeless people in there? And I I know what you're saying. You're saying, well, we've got to be compassionate. These are human beings. Yeah, but they're homeless for a reason. Go visit their where they're living now under the bridge. It's it's you you see these places where they set up. They trash it. They trash it. They're not. You never see a homeless camp in better homes and gardens. You don't. Southern Southern living. Magazine has never done a feature on homeless living. They've just never done it. Like, oh, the horticulturist in me just had to be outdoors. They just never done. They've never done that. Chad, I love how you're focusing on them um, being dirty and stuff like that. <laughs> what about the smell? We're not. We're not focusing. Imagine you stay in a hotel and you're like, they care about <laughs> BO too. If if no one is being around. Okay, let me about, let me go one step further, Chris. Let me okay. go one step further. Now, okay. they're saying monkeypox can be spread through the linens yeah. of a hotel. That's one of the things they're saying. Yeah. So again, you're asking for the the place to be contaminated, whether it's the mattress or whatever. Um, I mean, I I've seen a lot. Look, okay, and we can say this tongue in cheek, and we can say it politically incorrect. We and God knows we are. Um, because we are dealing with human beings, and I do believe all human beings have value, so that's not the point. But we are talking about just the sanity behind this idea and this kind of logic. It's dumb. Um, uh, <laughs> I work with a group of people called Cloud Covered Sheets. Okay. Uh, streets, not sheets. I got sheets. On, I got linens on the mind. Cloud-Covered Streets, great organization. They're based out of Arizona. We've helped them uh, expand here to, to Texas, specifically Fort Worth. We raised a lot of money for them last year. Uh, they build portable showers and dressing rooms. They give people haircuts. They hire homeless people to work for them. They bring them in, give them a sense of dignity, get them clothed, get them clean, and all this kind of stuff. So I see firsthand what we're dealing with here. And the issue is not whether or not, listen, if you own a hotel and you want to open that thing up to the homeless, God bless you for making that decision. But when the government comes in and dictates to you that that's what you have to do, Man, we're getting into some we're getting into some sketchy quarters right there. Sketchy stuff. Hey, little cheap plug. My daughter, my oldest daughter, she writes she writes under the pseudonym Jordan Hancock. And uh who we are, this is her fifth book. If you like some good um post-apocalyptic fantasy fiction. Uh it's she she takes you out there. She stretches the imagination. And I'm proud of her. She's a great writer. I read this book, and uh, it's phenomenal. She's working on number six. I talked to her the other day. She said, your audience would love this book. She said, she said the next one, not so much. 
<laughs> so I, I love her. She's so honest about that. She said, your audience would love this book. The next one, probably not, which I said, well, that means we're definitely going to promote the next one. Uh, Jordan Hancock, who we are. Uh, you can head over to Amazon and get it. I know you might not like Amazon, but she published through Amazon. So that's where, that, that's where it's at. Anyway, I'm proud of her. Proud of my kids. And uh, she said, don't, you don't have to do that. Don't promote it, whatever. I said, I'm going to do it because I, I, I still want to be a dad. Um, give me a TikTok. What we got? So my students call me. Why did you whisper it so quietly? <laughs> she got shy. It's Mix Miller is what they call me. Though I'll say, I had a teenager call me Mr. Luke the other day, and I kind of loved it. What do you think about Mr. Luke? Yeah. You like that one? Okay, yeah. I might switch it up to Mr. Luke at some point, but for right now, some non-binary, we've been going Mix Miller, and the kids have been getting it pretty well. Has it been hard? Yeah. Yeah, it's been a little hard, but they're working on it because they love me, right? Yeah. So you have, and I didn't get a chance to say this yesterday when we were talking about that mix thing. Yeah. Mix H was the one yesterday. Yep. I thought she was saying miss. No. No, it wouldn't be that easy, right? Hey, thank it's, you. So, you. so kids are already dealing with enough stuff, right? They, they're, dealing with, they're dealing with their own issues. You know, some of them have, say, separation anxiety, being at school. Some of them have learning disabilities. Some of them have dyslexia. Some of them have autism. I mean, there's various things that are out there that it may not be, you know, so readily prevalent that you could see it on the outside. Uh, you know, when I was a kid, I, I dealt with, I had anxiety issues. I, my, my mother was mugged in front of me when I was very little, like three years old. I remember it vividly. It was a violent mugging and it impacted me. Right. And so I had some fear as a, as a young boy. You go to school. I had some anxiety being there, separated from my mother in that regard. And uh, because, again, I just I worried about things. And after seeing what I saw, it, it made sense. I, I worried about things. Um, so you, you never know what a kid's dealing with. But now I got to worry about your identity issues as a kid. That's I, it's one. I've got to be there in a learning environment where I'm supposed to take my brain Put it in gear, learn things and process things that have never entered my brain before. And I'm supposed to process all of that because you're preparing me for the rest of my life. Things that I'm going to use from now until the day I die, hopefully, educate me. It's, it's, like, it's like, okay, I'm going to take this clay and we're going to shape it into this beautiful vase. That's a vase. I'm not French. We're going to shape it into this beautiful piece of pottery. But at the same time, you know, I'm supposed to be worrying, worrying about everybody around me's ideology and how they feel about themselves today and make sure that I don't violate their sense of self-confidence and offend them in some way. No, that's not fair. It's unfair. Get this crap out of the classroom. Stop this. This is nonsense. Stop parading it around as though it's normal. Stop patting it on the back, celebrating it. It should not be celebrated. These are teachers. These are people that are, you know, dealing with impressionable minds. And the reason you're using mix is because everybody knows you're not a mister. And they're trying to appease you by not saying Ms. Okay? You're confused and you're confusing everybody around you. It's not fair. Stop doing it. And Chad... Did she get permission of parents to have this student on social media? Because me as a parent, if that's my daughter on her weird TikTok, <laughs> I'm coming after you. 
Yeah. Remember that? What happened to students getting a permission slip to do anything? Where's the yeah. permission slip for her to be on this mix social media? There you go. There you go. Chris with the wisdom. We'll be right back. All right, real quick, watchchad.com. That's where the fun stuff is. Come and see us live and check out all the menu items that are there. It's fun. Uh, blazetv.com slash chad is what I want you to do to sign up and use promo code chad for that annual subscription. And uh, don't forget, overtime tomorrow. We love you. God bless you. Have a great weekend. Bye.